0: Were you paying any attention to the election stuff today?
1: Uh, yes. Can you explain to me what the midterms are?
0: So the Senate and the House of Representatives have elected... Um, their are elected positions in American government, right? Yeah. And so they come up for... Uh, and they're chosen by uh, each state's uh, residence, right? So they come up for election on rotating cycles. And I think uh, it's like every four years or six years, depending on the state. And so as a result, sometimes it lines up with a presidential election and sometimes it's on an off year, every like second year afterwards. Um, so uh, this was two years after the um, presidential election, and some of those districts uh, were up for re-election. And so people... It's an opportunity, basically, for uh, voters two years into a presidency to uh, change their representatives in government. And what was at stake and what was achieved was... The Democrats flip the House of Representatives for being majority Republican to majority Democrat. At least at so time of the So those results have
1: already come through.
0: Yeah. At the time of recording, it's looking very much like the Republicans have succeeded in, in flipping the House, which means, in terms of uh, presidential stuff, there is now one chamber of government which is able to resist uh, legislation that Trump wants to ram through. Um, There's people in charge of the Intelligence Committee who can subpoena his tax returns from the IRS, who can launch investigations into Russian um, spies that the Republicans didn't look into. Basically, as a majority, they now have the ability to do stuff that they were prevented from doing because Republicans controlled everything.
1: And that's even without Mueller's report coming out about the uh, the Russia probe, right?
0: The huge amount of... Turnout in terms of voters has been taken by many to be a, um, basically Resistance. the public weighing in on Trump's presidency. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it, you can picture if you're a, a blue state or a Democrat-leaning um, person in America having suffered through the past two years, if you have a chance to hold your representatives accountable and toss out the people who've been not upholding their civic duty... Then you'll rush out to the polls.
1: Yeah. Cool. So it's
0: pretty exciting. It's uh, the first time in a couple of years that there's an actual chance of some degree of oversight over what he's been doing. And uh, uh, the Republican uh, control of everything is no longer the case. Very good. So you didn't answer the question. I take it that means you didn't pay any attention today.
1: I, I mean, I was paying attention to it, but um, I was thinking today that uh, like that, I knew it was important, but only because I had been told that it was important right. from the news. Like the, the news articles that I read assumed that everyone knew what the midterms meant. And then sure. I was like, oh, this is a good thing, but I'm not really sure why. Yeah. That's why I was asking. Well, I
0: hope that I helped inform a little bit. Yeah, the upshot is that, like in terms of big, um, uh, big playing cards, the Democrats with the House can now run the Senate Intelligence Committee and properly investigate Russian interference with the 2016 election. They can try and hunt down um, Trump's tax returns from the IRS to see whether he's violated any of the um, uh, sort of self-dealing clauses where. He's got business stakes in things that he uh, should have divested. Um, and to a certain extent, there's now a little bit more of an ability to stop legislation coming through because to pass an act in Congress, it needs to go through both the Senate and the House of Representatives. So if the de- Democrats control the bottom one, they can say, no, nah, we're not getting rid of Medicare or we're not uh, restricting abortion
1: rights and all this, that and the other. Why do you think it is that, because you, you're seeing, I mean, a lot of people that I follow on Instagram and Facebook, like celebrities, I mean, there are all, basically no Republicans in there. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that all, like artists and stuff are generally left-leaning? That's an interesting question.
0: Uh, one, they're probably younger, and younger people skew liberal. Uh to those creative industries are by their nature urban and collaborative and diverse. So if you're working in Hollywood, you're you know meeting gay people and if you're in the arts, you're encountering women and like it, just by their nature of the naturalization of exposing yourself to other people, you tend to see them as humans and thus are less likely to be stirred up by conservative rhetoric. Mm -hmm. you're probably less likely to be religious and that's closely aligned with conservatism because they've got the social values of that so i'm sure there's a lot more um and a lot smarter people have written a lot more intelligently about it but it makes sense on the face of it to me
1: yeah it does to me as well uh, um
0: but it's interesting because even in this um Even though they achieved this win um, in the Senate, which they didn't manage to um, regain control. In fact, they lost a couple of seats in the Senate, at least at time of recording, um, to Republicans. So Republicans actually strengthened that. Um, They still won the popular vote. So they look to have at least 7 million votes more for Democrats in the Senate, yet they actually lost ground because it's so terribly gerrymandered and rigged against the democrats in that
1: field yeah i don't i don't have much i'm just listening to you i don't have much to say on this so far yeah okay. <laughs> just score <laughs> and, me daddy i regret well, saying that that's okay
0: that. I'm gonna leave that one in um... <laughs> cool
1: it only implies that i was homeschooled as well <laughs>
0: It's not how i read it but look I, i'm glad that you've come up with an out for it
1: i was schooled by my dad not in home physically
0: though. oh you were actually that's true i forgot about that
1: did your parents ever hit you
0: i got smacked but
1: was it did it guy but you? Did only you as develop? like an adult <laughs> and it was only during foreplay
0: <laughs> god no uh i i i do remember being smacked but I remember it at such a young age that I'm pretty sure at a certain point they decided that wasn't that wasn't how they wanted to discipline me. Or alternatively, it worked and I never offended mummy and daddy again and I never got hit again.
1: Yeah. You Did would have you? been a good little boy. Yeah, I mean, I got the belt a couple of times. You got the belt? Fuck yeah. I got it, sure. I got it so three like, distinctive times.
0: Three distinctive times. I remember three. God, admittedly. the fact that you have it seared into your memory like that suggests what a fucked up kind of (laughs) process that is.
1: it sorted me out, man. Like, it definitely worked.
0: It didn't sort you out. We know what you're like.
1: Well, I'm a great guy. (laughs) I'm a great guy with some issues. I mean, we've all got issues. And a fear of belts. (laughs) I don't wear belts.
0: (laughs) I I
1: remember being... I remember I got the belt once because I think I was picking on my younger brother in primary school with a bunch of my friends and i remember my my teacher telling my mum in front of me and ben she said uh older boy pi was uh, picking on younger one today and i remember the <laughs> look on my nice. mum's face she, i remember her saying that like older one picking on younger one <laughs> yeah, maybe she um and i remember just like seeing my mum's face and i was like can you not tell dad about that? And <laughs> no. she was like, I have to tell your father. I was like, oh God. And then I was in my room and I could hear, we had a wooden hallway and I could hear my dad's heavy steps and I was just waiting to get punished. It's like a and horror then, movie. It's not.
0: It's like The Shining. Yeah, he pops his head in. Yes. He's like, where's Mikey?
1: I, it's the opposite of ears, is, Johnny. The amount of detail I'm able to give on this... Is um, a horrifying, bit unnerving, but yeah. But I remember hearing his footsteps and knowing that I was going to get in trouble. And then I saw. I I remember him taking the belt off his pants, and I didn't say anything. I just oh, rolled over.
0: Is that the thing? Is that why it was the choice? Because he was wearing it, like for some reason.
1: More dramatic that yeah.
0: way. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's like, that's that's performative. You could have but just you, not, have... you could have your left your pants up. Gone into the bedroom, grabbed a different belt, but no, this is about the, the, the fear of it.
1: you got to have a bit of showbiz in there, um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that, and I just took it, yeah. Took what? Just took the belt. Oh, the belt, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <mate>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the jokes around here.
0: <laughs> oh, welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. Uh... Gosh, that's a little bit, that was a strange opening, but hey, you know, you made it in the theme music. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, this is a Thinky Talky podcast, and we just examine what the world looks like through our eyes. Uh, sitting through the internet with me this week, Michael's Zabrecki, say hi, Mike.
1: What's up, bitch?
0: And that was offensive. My name is Kai. Kai. Welcome to the next 100. 103. 103. Pushing on. Is it 103? I might have misnamed that, actually. Yeah, we'll work it out. One-o-something. I'm
1: just going to let you go. Oh, let just embarrass yourself.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Let's um, let's jump into Siobhan's, eh? Because hey. uh, we've promised her for a couple of weeks now, and it's always nice to respond to a um, an actual fan question in a polite and excitable
1: way. And thank, um, thank you, Siobhan, for writing in, and I do wish she's uh, actually just gone into rehab. Oh. So I do hope that she uh, makes a speedy recovery.
0: And I hope this uh, speeds her on her way. Good luck to recovery, of course not thanks Not, for not writing the in other none. way. not the other way. Uh, okay. sent on the 9th of September. Fast turnaround. Uh, Siobhan asks if you could erase someone from your memory like in eternal sunshine brackets of the spotless mind, would you? Would you erase someone from your memory, Eternal Sunshine Star?
1: Pretty good question. I I think that's a
0: good question as well. And I feel like the movie has a point of view on this, but what do you reckon?
1: I've I've been thinking kind of about this lately, and it came up in a movie that I watched last night um, where someone said uh, they had, like, the character in the movie was like, it was actually The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. <laughs> and um, I learned a lot from that movie. And I don't... The,
0: what, what's The Heartbreak
1: Kid? It's a Farrelly Brothers movie. So it's utter crap. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, and the, one of the characters in there saying, like, she had a, a cocaine addiction for many years, but she doesn't... She wouldn't... If she had, she could do it all again, she'd do it all the same. Okay. And because it made her who she was... Um, and it's, uh, I guess it's hard to, if you are, if you are at peace with yourself and you like yourself, that's, that's what it comes down to. If you like yourself, you can't really, you can't really have it any other way. I don't think you have yes. to have had, you have to have had, I mean, unless you're in it, like if you have just, I don't know, I don't know, maybe broken up with someone and you're in, in like a deep despair. And you could maybe be like, you know, I wish I did this and this differently. But if you get some perspective from that and you, you uh, get healthy again mentally, then I guess it's tough to want to have changed that. I mean, I think we've talked about before whether, whether you'd want to be someone else uh possibly yeah like would you would you want to trade lives with anyone like yeah that's
0: familiar very early days i think but i think you're right
1: um
0: just for clarity before we get too far down the rabbit rabbit hole if no one's actually seen an eternal sunshine um i didn't say that name right but you know what i mean uh it's a michelle gondry film and the concept is that you put a device on your head and choose to have someone erased um stars Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. It's a very good film, but I just thought we hadn't said explicitly what the idea is. Um, And that leaves intact everything else around your life. Uh, But just that person fades from your memory. Um, Yeah, becoming someone else. It's interesting because I think there's definitely people who look at certain aspects of their personality or their um, self and think that they want to change it. So, I th- like, while, yes, it is kind of romantic in some ways to say, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with myself and I know who I am and I wouldn't want to change any of that, um, I don't think that's necessarily true for everybody. I think that there are certain things that some people dislike about themselves that if there was some kind of way they could see to excise that formative experience from their mind, um, they would happily do, happily get rid of.
1: Yeah, and maybe when maybe if you're talking about like things that are giving someone PTSD or something like maybe you'd you'd want to if you went through the war and you saw some horrific shit and it's really holding you back in life, like maybe that. But the part of like what you were saying about wanting to change, like wanting to change certain aspects of yourself, part of why that I mean you can you can want to be different in various ways and you can want to improve but part of that you can't just flick a switch and part of it is the process through that that's the lessons that you learn and that's how you get better and that's how it that's how it becomes part of your personality because through the process you change
0: yeah but it's sort of additive though isn't it like you could either like i I don't know what this example let's say it's like gregariousness right like your social your comfort being like outgoing and social, right? And let's say there was some formative experience in your past where you, I don't know, tried to be social and it backfired and then you became really introverted or uh, something traumatic happened and you shrunk into your shell or something like that. So that drops you. And you're saying that if you want to be more uh, introverted again, you know, you, you need to like climb that that path back up. Um like uh, change is only meaningful if you work your way back up to it there. Right. But I think there's a valid argument to say that if you remove that, that quote unquote disability from whatever the formative part of your life there was, and you just continue on that original track that you'd be the same, you just without like with that higher level of proficiency or with that unimpeded personality trait like I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's only valid to have to work through everything that you want to improve do you know what I mean i mean if you have to work through everything you want to improve then you're kind of disregarding the sci-fi philosophical nature of this question which is that if you could just get rid of this one thing magically wouldn't you want to
1: yeah, yeah. I, I guess it depends on your. I mean, first of all, I think it depends on your age. That's probably very true. Um, you don't want to. Probably, what type, What age do you stop kind of developing your brain? Twenty-five or something?
0: Yeah, but is developing your brain the same as like locking off your personality?
1: Yeah, it's not. I would say, yeah. Well, I think as a if we were going to run this as a business, you and I. Um, <laughs> Oh, some massive thunder! When I said that,
0: that's oh. probably a bad omen. A bad omen for our business prospects. <laughs> <laughs> God's, God's when we like, launch this business, you and I,
1: <laughs> God's just like, no, no, no. no I'm just no, going to nip this in the bud right now. No. I'm going to step in here, guys. Oh, gosh,
0: the only button I've got here is thunder. I hope they get the hint.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't want to do it to anyone under twenty-five. I think that should be the legal limit.
0: Oh, interesting. So you're saying you have to have aged past 25 before you'd be allowed to erase something.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can be an adult. I don't think 18 would be enough because you're still forming after that.
0: Wait, you don't think you can be an adult?
1: I don't think you're fully formed as an adult. Although I read a thing the other day that also said that your personality doesn't actually change that much after the age of four. Well that's where
0: I was gonna like I was gonna circle around to that in a moment, which is ultimately what we're kind of verging on is the question of do you think people can change? Um,
1: that's a good question.
0: But but via the because the hypothetical here is I would prefer to delete this bad memory or this person from my history because Working to get past it is impossible or too hard or too painful, right? Yeah. So, if it, it ultimately relies on the idea that change isn't possible for certain things, right? Because if you yeah. think that you could get past something naturally, then you wouldn't need to erase a person or a moment, would you?
1: No. No.
0: Hmm. so what do you do you think that i i I mean i don't know what the science is on this because i'm i'd be interested how people study it and i don't know if there's a way to do it objectively or scientifically it's certainly Uh, it's sure it's going to happen soon but how do you how do you measure it
1: uh i guess you you measure it in terms of happiness levels before and after
0: happiness levels
1: in, in the idea that everyone's
0: trying to change themselves to be better to get, to get happier. I mean, uh,
1: uh, well maybe satisfaction. Level?
0: Because I'm, I mean, I mean, when I think about it as well, there's like, trying to think of, of people who've made change, whose personalities have changed. Right. And barring any sort of physiological cause, um Mm -hmm. i it's hard to think of like i can't really picture someone anecdotally in my life who has been like yes i wanted to be a more friendly person or a kinder person and i set about doing it and i did it like no no one comes to mind but i can picture instances where tragedy like shaped someone and Mm -hmm. i don't know whether that's a voluntary thing but when you hear you know about someone whose son died um, like as a as a young adult or whatever, they outlive their kid, and you like. There's definitely proof of people who just become different. You know, they just never mm-hmm. get past the grief, or they retreat into themselves. You know, so mm-hmm. is it possible? This is just a hypothetical. Is it possible that changes could only go in one direction, or do you think that people can improve as well? <clears throat>
1: i don't think that change happens in one direction
0: you think people can improve themselves
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's the quintessential question of so much art and media isn't it it's the it's the breaking bad it's the uh the madman it's you know every kind of anti-hero can i be a better guy can i do bad things and then still be redeemable and
1: but you're not really suggesting that people can only change for the worse. No, but I think
0: visibly that's more easily seen, right. <clears throat> more commonly seen.
1: I can. I'm. I'm thinking of an example now, and I'm thinking. Um. So my my cousin Patrick, uh, Leslie and John's son, who died when he was nine, uh, Dan's brother, Dan and Julie's brother. So. I was the same age then, and my auntie, when Patrick uh, drowned and died at a pool party, she, uh, her and her husband changed dramatically. Then, like I, I mean, I, I was nine, so I don't really have that much of a, a hold on who yeah. she was before then. Um, but you know, I speak to, I speak to her, and I speak to mum and dad about it pretty much every time I see them, and she she changed in the way that the death of her son made her a lot a lot more um, lenient on Dan and Julia okay so she became she became so like as you can imagine you're like something so precious to me has been lost so I you know you're kind of almost overcompensating for. Yeah, uh, what you have left, and um, it's interesting the... that it wasn't
0: like overprotective. It was more, I'm just grateful for what I have, which is, yeah, these two.
1: And it was, I mean, I've spoken to Dan about this before. I think he's actually been on on Deep Fort and and talked about a similar thing. But he actually has, he almost speaks about that negatively because he wished that his parents were harder on him, but they weren't harder on him because they were... They just um, were so grief-stricken and so um, wanting to just show him and his sisters love... ...support. ...that uh, they basically enforced no discipline on them. Right. Um, And she... I mean, Leslie... I Like, I'm remarkably close with Leslie and you know she's she's like my second mom and I don't think that would have happened so it's like basically my point is that like I'm sure she would erase if she could erase that memory I know that's not the question it's like a person but if she could erase that memory she 100% would but she has become this you think she absolutely would she would she would oh no she would Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I think. Well, I was actually thinking she would un, undo Patrick's death. Undo what happened? Uh, yeah. But that's not that's not really the question. Like, oh, that's a given. Yeah. Um, I th- well, I, yeah. Maybe I don't think she'd erase uh, erase the idea of Patrick, but she has become the most like loving uh, person. That basically I've ever met in my life, as a result of it, and uh, I mean it's not. I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's for the better. I'm not really sure. It's not really the point. It's
0: it's hard. Well, yeah. It's it's an. I mean. It's impossible to know what she would have been like, with Patrick around. But it sound like, in this reality where it happened that outcome is probably one of the better outcomes yeah. rather than, you know, getting consumed with grief or, you know, lashing out or, you know, any other of the myriad of possible...
1: Well, which all of those things obviously did happen as well. Of course, yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. a process. But, yeah,
0: in terms of um, the person she is now, that's a very interesting question. And I don't know whether it's one you could even bring up to her, but... You know, if you could change it, would you change it? Do you like who you are yeah. now?
1: I mean, she's the type of person that she would welcome a question. Like, she loves that shit. Yeah. Um. So maybe, maybe I will ask her next time. It's really, yeah, it's a fascinating
0: thing. And that, I mean, that uh, that kind of ultimately, that echoes the, the film's belief, which is seems to be that you've got to keep it there because that's who you are now.
1: Yeah. I mean, trauma, would you, this is like another question on top of this, but like, would you want to, if you could live in a utopia without, I mean, if we're, you know, I mean, I'm thinking a lot about simulation theory at the moment, but if you, or like the God, the problem of evil when it comes to God that a lot of uh, religious people struggle with, would you even want to live in a world without evil? I mean... pain pain is part i mean you can't realize the i know it sounds cheap to say if you haven't actually gone through like really bad stuff but suffering does um create a lot of growth in someone right
0: i think it can create a lot of growth but i don't think it it always does which is why there's this kind of lingering question if we all agreed that all pain was um, if we all shared the same opinions on pain and the validity of it and the amount that we should be enduring as a society, then there would be far less, I don't know, political conflict and everything because everyone would go, yeah. oh, you know, you're struggling to eat? Oh my God, that's horrible. And we only allow 5% of person's life to be painful because we believe that's valid for growth. But beyond that, we need to fix it, you know?
1: That's so interesting. It sounds like... It sounds like a the beginnings of a script
0: it kind of does actually can you like mm. someone's someone's you know partner gets hit by a car, and in this government society, uh, they say, oh that's a big that's a big like minus 20, so we'll give you 3.8 million dollars just to kind of balance it out a little bit and you just but that's like... what we kind of do now,
1: like monetary compensation.
0: Yeah, but that, that's that's causing accountability to the person that did it. And I'm talking about yeah. on a, like, systemic, systematic level where, like, uh, if you drop your... If someone bumps into you and drops your ice cream, then, um, you, you know, you go home and there's, like, an extra tomato in the fridge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, like, some Black Mirror shit.
0: Yeah, just, like, a, a good play style, positives and negatives, but for trauma, so that everyone's life is maintained at a constant kind of 5% pain.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, the problem is with this question is that, and the beauty of this question is that it's all hypothetical. Yeah. And we, we just don't know what the impact of removing removing suffering or trauma from someone's life actually uh, does. I mean, all you, all you really have is either horror stories or success stories where people have come out the other side and they're in, in life but you don't see that, that well, it's because everyone else ground. is in the middle oh, right
0: with yeah. the like the minor traumas that don't like get the yeah. discussion that they either overcome or don't overcome but the impacts are less dramatic
1: I think I, if I got like uh, like hit by a bus and became a quadriplegic Quadriplegic, like I know that I wouldn't be like one of those inspirational stories. Like, that's no, I would just be like, just really depressed. I probably drink heavily. That's yeah. not really a
0: huge, not really a huge change, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> You're often legless anyway. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, uh, what was I gonna say about the. What do you think about the idea itself that as a culture where, wh- why do you think we're considering the idea of removing traumas at all? Like if, if everyone has this kind of noble idea that it's going to improve you or you'll get through it, why does it why does it fascinate us to get rid of the, to, to think about getting rid of it? Because we do romanticize the idea of, of a bit of suffering and growth as a result, don't
1: we? well it's like biblical
0: it is absolutely biblical Um, it's a fundamental of (laughs) all stories in like human history
1: because I think because it's like one thing that we we can't eradicate and if we got like if it's something like if we got you know like a disease a disease can potentially be cured or cancer uh, certain types of cancer can be removed it's like one thing that prevails through everything and it's just it's i think it's like almost in our dna it's just be, always been there and maybe it has something to do with hmm, maybe it has something to do with the age that we live in like now having more time to reflect on our own suffering right because yeah. we're not going through you know depression or you know some well, the like a survivalist. Isn't really there yeah yeah not really like living to survive that much anymore and uh, maybe it has something to do with that but then again like yeah it has this like idea has it's like basically in every religion ever except Scientology
0: do you if you had to pick one person from your life to get rid of who would it be
1: <laughs> I'm gonna name them. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I honestly would not get rid of anyone. I know that's weak, but no, I'm just curious. <laughs> I can't think of anyone. I think maybe, just, maybe, just a, like, a... maybe a celebrity, like yeah, just for I was gonna up.
0: say just for a laugh, I might get rid of like get rid of George W. Bush, just only from my own memory, and then any time no, like it comes it up. Anytime it comes up in conversation, I'd just be like, who? <laughs> they're like, president, eight years, uh, Iraq war, 9-11, uh, you know, he does the paint. Uh, who? It was, it was like the son. Oh, George Bush. Se- yeah, George Bush Senior. No, 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 but, no, no. no, no his, why are you, his why you saying
1: senior, though? Yeah. Why are you saying senior?
0: That's just his last name, isn't it? Senior? <laughs> George Bush Senior.
1: yeah ignorance just just
0: just for like a little bit of a laugh just to test the technology in a way just see how long i can go before i like (coughs) them up again and i'm like oh that's right yeah wikipedia wikipedia would undo eternal sunshine like that
1: yeah it's a good question though siobhan yeah Jump um, into the uh, yeah.
0: the old comments, send us a message, tell us who you'd erase. Is it one of us? Which of us would you erase <laughs> from your memory?
1: Yeah. It's going to be me. <laughs> Everyone's going to choose me. I'm going to comment on this. No. Get get rid of Michael. He's shit. <laughs> I think it would
0: be an even split. Halfway down the line, people would be like, oh, just need some more entertainment. Keep the Michael. Get rid of this boredom with the Nick dude. And everyone else would be like, I don't... Yeah. Take a leave, Michael. Yeah.
1: I don't know. This has got me thinking this question. What
0: are you thinking about, Michael?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been th- thinking lots lately. I'm doing a lot of thinking.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, typically that should involve uh, quite a lot of your day, really. Should have some sort of thinking in it.
1: Like, really, really properly thinking.
0: Oh, like really. proper thinking. Yeah. Oh, like real thinking? Yeah. Like Like sit-down thinking?
1: I feel a lot... I feel confused a lot these days. Confused about what? Well, the world and stuff. Which part
0: of it? The fact that it's round and not just like a flat disc?
1: Well, the fact that people think it's round. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I don't, we, I don't know. Like reality. Like, I don't know. Like we talked about it last time
0: anyway. Oh, okay. But just your normal, just, like, wow, it's kind of.
1: Crazy I'm definitely that we're getting, here. like, more, like, thinking more existentially. So These people days. can change. Oh, put a bow on it. I got a little bit of science news. Do you want to hear some science news? Yes, sir. And I want to hear the jingle. Oh, you want to hear the jingle? I oh, know.
0: I just, like,. I just said that. Okay. So, uh, should you I put the jing- should I put the jingle in?
1: It's still my play now, the so jingle. It's- okay. It's that time. Time for science
0: news. Hydrogen. Jupiter. Hoverboard. to robot. Oh, groovy 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 did you see the story about sperm count zero
1: no yeah i saw you put it in our notes but i didn't read it cool
0: let's not break the fourth wall here There's, this is just a natural <laughs> conversation with no pre-planning uh, but this
1: it, a podcast is okay never mind <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just this, the like, like there's no walls. <laughs> there's only the fourth war and nothing else yeah there's no
0: <laughs> there's no performance whatsoever it's only presenia march um okay here is the article it's from gq but it's like a real it's a real actually scientifically um explained concept but basically over the past few decades men have become increasingly infertile so much that within a generation we may lose the ability to reproduce entirely. Men men are doomed in terms of sperm counts. Men are going to die off first. Um, Now, here's the thing. Uh, Last summer, a group of researchers from Hebrew University, Mount Sinai Medical School, published a study showing that sperm counts in the US, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand have fallen by more than 50% over the past four decades. They judged everyone else's uh, uh, data from around the world to be insufficient to draw conclusions from, but studies suggest the trend could be worldwide. That is to say, we are producing half the sperm our grandfathers did. We are half as fertile. It was cold data from 185 studies that examined semen from almost 43,000 men showed that the human race is on a trend line towards being unable to reproduce itself. Wow. And the decline has been accelerating. Would the big question is would another forty years or less Mm -hmm. bring us all the way to zero? So uh, basically, there is an increasing uh, concern amongst the, I guess, reproductive scientific community. I'm not sure what the overarching science name would for that would be, but uh, like people have asked, if we're less fertile all of a sudden, why haven't we noticed? And that's yeah. because there's a lot of redundancy built into it. You don't need 200 million sperm to fertilize an egg. You only need one, but that's, you know, how much is there. So it's got this built-in buffer, but that number has been dropping and dropping. Um, and basically everyone <laughs> is kind of alarmed about the reproductive future of the, se- the species. This is also uh, <clears throat> accompanied lower testosterone levels um, yep. which, you know, the yep. implications of that are very, uh, basically men are becoming less male over time. They're producing less sperm and they're becoming more female.
1: Um, you can notice that though. I. I, 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 I that's what I think that.
0: as well. It's interesting, you, isn't it? I, I think have that's... noticed
1: that men tend to be, like the millennial generation den- tends to be more effeminate, I would say. Like and, men tend to be, you know, you don't really have this much, they seem to be a dying breed.
0: Yeah, and there was a, uh, like, I think people had noticed that but wondered whether or not things like the acceptance of homosexuality had had changed that culture to make that more, you know, permissible for a straight man to be somewhat effeminate. Yeah. Uh, but the idea that there's actually a physiological reason there as well is kind of fascinating,
1: right? It also makes sense. Like, I think the world is homogenizing before Um, our eyes and probably rapidly
0: yeah so the, the big question is what's causing the disruption right um there's no clear one single answer um stress smoking obesity they all depress sperm counts but fewer and fewer people uh oppose this theory as in more and more people tend to agree it kicked off with the industrial revolution and the oil industry and 20th century chemistry and people started ingesting a whole host of plastics and compo- c- compounds that affected our hormones, um, including estrogen and testosterone. Through their,
1: through their diet or through the, atmosphere? through the through the through everything,
0: yeah. So all of these hundreds of new chemicals came onto the market within a short time frame. They were entering the bloodstream. The human body never had to deal with them before. The chemical re- revolution, you know, gave medicine and food sources and mass production and all kinds of things. But also a living experiment on the human body with no uh, planning for the result. So, oh. uh, basically, uh, all of these plastics um, and compounds that are used to make plastics um, have been shown to affect the production of testosterone and sperm in men, and particularly even in utero, for you know unborn babies, it can already develop, like cause them to develop as less male. Um, wow from the the pregnant mother isn't it weird that okay sorry go ahead
1: women don't seem to be more masculine if men are getting yeah that is interesting well
0: because it's affecting estrogen as well but i don't know whether it's in a disproportionate level but um you know if you if you're feeling paranoid and you're like i want to avoid all these things well it's pretty much impossible BPA is one of the chemicals that's found in water bottles, food containers, sales receipts. Phthalates. Phthalates is uh, uh, the other one. They're even more common. They're in pill coatings, nutritional supplements, gelling agents, lubricants, binders, emulsifying agents, suspending agents, medical devices, detergents, packaging, paint, modeling clay, pharmaceuticals, textiles, sex toys, nail polish, liquid soap, hairspray. They're used in the tubing that processes food, so it's in milk, yoghurt, sauces, soups, eggs, fruits, vegetables, pasta, noodles, rice, water. Just about everyone in the United States has measurable levels of phthalates in their body, and they're completely unavoidable. And (laughs) everyone is increasingly of the belief that it is killing (laughs) the male species to the point where in as little as 40 years they may not be actually able to reproduce.
1: I'm amazed. Just fucking I'm crazy? amazed that even with this information, that men are becoming less able to reproduce, that you still choose to be gay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I might have to um, start taking some actions
1: switch to switch it that. up, man. Come on,
0: switch it up. I need <sighs> to, like, yeah, get some flannel shirts and <laughs> go lumberjacking. I don't know what men do.
1: Yeah, lumberjacking. <laughs>
0: yeah just jack enough. <laughs> um, so it's kind of crazy. The interesting thing of course is that um, uh, people can take stem cells from uh, scientists can take stem cells from women and use it to create sperm. so, <laughs> so women really don't need men genuinely absolutely wow. genuinely if if it comes to the point where, men biologically are unable to reproduce it could be the case that women sustain the species by uh, you know extracting and converting their stem cells to continue the production of the human race wow but in terms of like biological disasters now we're racking up a few good ones yeah global warming is going to be you know really kicking in by 2040 and then another 20 years After that, uh, men may be completely unable to produce sperm and continue reproduction of the species. So we've got a good oh, yeah. couple of exciting things to look we forward a to. Of, a couple of
1: couple of whoppers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that that's just a little bit of exciting science news.
1: They're very exciting, actually. Yeah. Extremely. We're all gonna um, die. So
0: I I guess uh, bank it while you got it. That's the takeaway there. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't have it. Would you
0: ever <laughs> Never had it. Would you freeze your sperm?
1: Um for money. <laughs> for money. I don't know, I would maybe if I was if I chose not to have kids, which is completely out of the question. I can't wait to have kids. But I would if I chose not uh, to I would want to at least maybe, and then you like
0: want a vasectomy or something.
1: I mean even if I if I was with like a partner, I mean if I was with a partner that didn't want to have kids and I decided to stay with them. Which, which is ridiculous. Um, I don't know if I, if I, if I, yeah, I would. I mean, because what part? Your ego wants to. I don't know, your ego want your ego wants it. You want you want little mini me's for whatever reason. It doesn't even make sense. But nothing makes sense. <laughs> nothing makes sense. Honestly, it doesn't. Nothing it doesn't makes make sense. sense. Things and, make sense. It, it, no, it doesn't actually make sense though. Why doesn't it make sense? sense? Okay. Okay. Why... uh, Why do we... Why do we... Why do we uh, care about anything?
0: Why do we care about anything?
1: Yeah.
0: Well... Okay, in the instance of children, you care about your children because it's your biological imperative to continue the species. It's a Darwinian why? response,
1: right? So it's a but Darwinian response, but why? Like it why because the
0: the animals that care about their kids live longer, right? The ones that so, were protected maintained that biological imperative.
1: I understand all that, but why? But that's that's the why.
0: You're you're like toddlering right now. No, no, no. Why? No.
1: But what is the point of having kids? What is the point of life? What is the point of living? What's the meaning of life? (laughs) The point of living, like, can you just, like, think, like, in 100 years, you and I won't be alive, probably. You might be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What happens then? Just like... Like, just so many years of nothing. And we don't know. And, like, it, what? how do you be nothing? How do you be nothing? And wh- you You've just... already done it, mate. <laughs> Shut up, Dad.
0: <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> no, you... Wow, you took that way more like a slam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was triggered. <laughs> no I know like right. it was before like it, it's death is it going to be like you before were. you were born yeah but I can't process that well at all I can't yeah. process that no because it's, it's like, an impossible uh, thought it's impossible to <sighs> like I like my brain needs to think that I'm going to come back as something else
0: that's interesting
1: but you just I know like what this, you mean yeah the, the this is life of not from existing. nothing
0: the only, the only understanding you have intrinsically of what does not existing is or feels like is sleep. And the closest thing that you have to sleep, uh, closest thing you have to that is sleep. That moment where you don't exist, or you're not awake, you're not conscious, right? But it always ends. It always has the bookend of I woke up again. Yeah. So you can never wrap your head around that time in the middle without the idea that you're awake again at the end of it at some point
1: totally man and you know if you go if you ever go on under, under like have you ever been under general anesthetic I'm yeah sure you have yeah, yeah i i remember i got the last time i was was when i um i had an operation on my nose <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I was so like... That was an own goal
0: right there. <laughs> <laughs> you just you took a swing at the ball and it just trickled in right behind you.
1: Great sports analogy. That's sports news for you, everyone. Sports news. And I remember being so like... I wanted to really hone in on the falling asleep. So I was so aware, like I knew I was going under anesthetic... And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like try and resist it. Like, I'm gonna see if I can resist it. Because <laughs> I like, want
0: to be conscious during this operation. I, it's not that I wanted to be conscious. I don't want them I to fuck to, up my nose.
1: I wanted to really try and be present. It, it, it sounds stupid, but I wanted to like be present. You wanted to while, witness you
0: losing consciousness.
1: Yeah, I wanted to really be aware, and you just can't do it. And you just like the black. Just I don't. I can't even remember it, but like it's just like. There's no way to resist it and it's yeah uh, I don't know I'm losing my mind man. I'm news some sort of crisis, but it's like a really pleasant one. like I'm just like contemplating my own existence and realizing it's doomed. but kind of happy about it
0: because it's exciting to
1: have yeah. this thing to look forward to because because it it's really making me well I mean I'm not as much as you try to appreciate things in the moment you can try all you like but you have to like you have to almost train yourself and I swear the only only way to do that really is through meditation I was about but, to say exactly that um but I don't know I think I'm just like sometimes I have waves of it and sometimes I'm so aware, or I can feel more alive, and am grateful of, you know, just being alive, and knowing that I could, without actually comprehending not being alive, knowing that I, I'm, I, there's another universe where I am, I could not, or well, it'll be coming soon, that I won't be alive, Yeah, even without comprehending it, I don't know, it's weird, but... It's like, I don't
0: know. It's a, 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 an appreciation for the fact that you're existing.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that doesn't sound really like a midlife crisis. It's more like a, a midlife, just like, party. Whatever the opposite of a crisis is. Just like a midlife under control.
1: But the other thing is, and I know that would seem like it was wrapping up everything, but it's not. Um, this is just... Like the uh, the credits are rolling, but this is just like the blooper reel. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: but it's like it's the kind of force style, like um, in Toy Story two, where they've had to painstakingly animate all the bloopers just to like really uh, entertain the masses. Yeah,
1: Q Force blooper reel. Yeah, um, I I'm also like you know. If you think about, like, what is the point of everything? And sometimes, I think when I was younger, I was thinking about kind of, like, why do I want to... Oh, this is very hard to express. I would get, like, kind of bogged down in the idea that having a, a house and just having, like, domesticated things, like, I almost thought it, like, it wasn't enough. But now I'm, I think I'm, like, almost thinking that, like, I'm, I'm happy of those things. Like, even even though they, like, having, like, a little place to myself with my girlfriend seems like a very small thing, I'm actually quite grateful to have like a group of friends and, and have like a partner and like those like small things whereas i think when i was younger i i would think that it was it was all pointless like it was just, it was just pointless because everything nothing really everything was kind of silly which i think life is kind of silly yeah if you think about it i mean it's 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 it's
0: the ultimate misuse of this word, but it's surreal. Yeah, the reality of life is surreal yeah. because it's it like it is. I get you. It's silly, like the things that we ascribe weight to, and the way that you form meaning in a in a gigantic vacuum where your permanent death is inevitable, mm. and, <laughs> and our abilities to understand or explore the universe are utterly limited. Yeah. And our geography is constrained and our resources are constrained. Like the the whole idea of even trying to enjoy it is kind of absurd. Yeah. So
1: I think through my twenties, I went through like almost like the seven stages of grief when it comes to life. And now it's like, I almost feel like acceptance. I've just accepted what life is and just thought I might as well just embrace every part of it. For what it is, mm. you know. While while also thinking about everything existentially, because that's, I love tripping out in that a little bit, bit of fun. Yeah,
0: I think that's a very nice kind of sentiment.
1: I got it. I got it in character. Hmm. You didn't like it. Did you? <laughs> I saw it on the
0: notes, and it was. Yeah. I, I can't say I was like a big fan.
1: Yeah. Just the blurb. You're going to be a big fan. I just, I'm not, I'm not confident in it. It's going to be great. I've been working on it a lot. Well, by a lot, I mean. Tell me I what tip of the week is. Tip of the week? Yeah. I think I wrote that in when I was drunk, and I don't really know.
0: <laughs> Wash your hands after a toilet.
1: Um, I think it. I think that could be a good tip of the, like, uh, like, that could be a good segment. I just don't have any tips for you right now. Okay. Or be like unsolicited advice. Some sort of, <laughs> okay. Unsolicited some sort of advice. advice
0: of the week. Get a haircut. Say, well, yeah. I didn't ask. It doesn't matter. That's just what I'm telling you.
1: Yeah. Uh, but uh, should we do character of the week? <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Yes, but I reserve the right to erase it.
1: <laughs> like, you think it's going to be controversial, but it's just not. Okay. Nick. Okay. okay so character i've been working on i i, I can i is it yeah. gonna involve an accent well it's a south african man so yes okay. it's almost the essence
0: but what they it can't it's, wait okay the fact that you just called the essence of someone their accent is slightly worrying no, it, as a prelude the, to this
1: character it's the essence of the bit it's the essence of the character given that this is an audio platform not that i need to remind you nick Jesus. So I was working on this at the laundromat because I actually have to go to a laundromat these days. Do you not have to a do washing my machine? No. But luckily there's one 20 metres down the road. 20 metres? Yeah, it says it's the best laundromat in the world. And it also claims that Fred Astaire does his laundry at uh, Alex laundromat, which I know is a lie. I'm pretty sure it's a lie anyway because he's do- dead.
0: No. What makes it the best... In the world, does it have free that, Wi-Fi?
1: No, the fact that they say it's the best, it also looks like the worst. Oh, um, from the outside and the inside. But that's and how they the service, they keep the, yeah. and the washing machine. It's terrible. Okay, and the people that go there. You go? There. I mean, every it's weird. The type of people that go to a laundromat, I don't really trust.
0: You go to a laundromat?
1: Yeah, but only because I have to.
0: <laughs> you think everyone there is just like look I could wash my clothes at home but like, today I just feel like getting like, out of the house
1: it's like what circumstances have led you to not having a washing machine Mike mm, this is you th- these are questions mm. that yeah, apply to you I'm different What? I'm different. <laughs> it's the <laughs> exact same of, answer
0: like, I don't have the space or the money
1: well uh, we've got the space <laughs> Okay, it's a lot of divorce guys <laughs> 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 okay So anyway I came up with this character That's It's nice. pretty good um, This is a South African man Doing his laundry South African man's Doing his laundry We must separate The whites from the blacks
0: Pretty good actually Pretty good It's just just doing his laundry, though. He's just doing his laundry. So it's not offensive. It's not offensive. That's actually one of Is your it? better accents, I have to say.
1: It's the only thing I can say it, I <laughs> and I look like it. I look like an absolute twat saying it to myself. <laughs> In the at laundry the laundry. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the divorce guys there are doing a podcast right now going... Fucking hell. The Just types dead. of people you get at the lot of that. <laughs> this this guy's talking to themselves. It's a, fucking, it's a fucking nightmare, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh,
1: um, I've got one thing to say, because oh. ben, 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 my brother, has a podcast, so I want to give a shout-out oh, to I had to that you. on the
0: list as well.
1: Uh, you were going to do that as well? Yeah. Huh. Well, why don't you do it?
0: No, you don't. You've started now.
1: So Ben's done a podcast with his friend Dave and my friend Dave. Um, they talk about it's called Ben and Dave Save the World. Uh, they talk, I think, exclusively about like American politics. Sounds like the kind
0: of <laughs> podcast that I should be on. <clears throat>
1: um, yeah, I mean, it's just two Australian guys talking about American politics. So where can they go? Find check it, them out. They, I think, they've got a Squarespace. Um, we could possibly chuck up a link just type Squarespace we might chuck up a link yeah we'll throw a link in the show
0: notes how about that and And if you want uh, a little bit more Ben in your life you can scroll back through some of the early episodes back in back in Adelaide days uh if you've enjoyed this kind of thing uh, and you want some more pod in your life then head on to deepfort.podbean.com you'll find all the previous episodes you can also find it on your itunes feed jump onto itunes give us five stars mm-hmm. and nothing less or send us a message like siobhan did at facebook.com forward slash deepfort deepfort at gmail.com or twitter slash gfort that was a good um, question by the way it was Thanks, very siobhan. well done siobhan um I had something kind of fun to end up this show with. Um, Yay! Thank you for your I love enthusiasm. fun! Cool. Um, okay. Um, so, I, I discovered a thing this week which was quite delightful and which I really quite enjoyed. Um, basically, there's a little bit of history here, but... Uh, There were some graphic artists in 1994 who created a series of most wanted and least wanted paintings based on polls and science, which uh, asked people, like just regular old humans, what visual aspects they found to be the most wanted and unwanted. Okay. So they did this basically painting by numbers and they did a scientific guide to art and they made art which was based on the things that people said they wanted, right? Okay. Anyhow, these people were then approached by a gallery um, and asked to do the same thing, but for music, right? And to uh, together, after polling people about what were the least popular uh, things that they liked hearing in music, they created what they called the Most Unwanted Song, okay. which is a medley... Of all of the least desirable musical forms in right. uh, in public <laughs> things, so is it just going to um, be
1: fix you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you ruined my punchline. Um, but uh, so basically, they they did this poll and. Uh, Visitors or, like, uh, contributors answered the things I hated the most in music, which included cowboy music, bagpipes, accordions, opera, rap music, children's vocals, <laughs> tubers, drum machines, and advertising jingles. And then they incorporated all of them into a 22-minute-long medley and performed it live for people. Wait, they performed it live? They, per- they performed it, Right.
1: I thought this is going to be like a robot's amalgamation of...
0: No, it was okay. like a real performance. Okay? okay, and I'm going to put the link into the show notes and it'll be the chapter title as well. So if you open up your podcast now and, and press the chapter, you'll get the YouTube link to go and listen to it. It is delightfully horrifying.
1: Can it I is, hear
0: it? Yeah, I'm going to play a little bit, like just a quick sample of it for you now to end out this thing. But I, okay. if you enjoy a little bit of oral horror... I highly encourage you to jump on and just witness all the majesty of the worst, least desirable music ever.
1: You should chuck a little bit of it on in the actual pod. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying.
0: I'll throw like a quick okay. little scientific sample that doesn't infringe on any copyrights.
1: So right. did they do the most beautiful thing as well?
0: In, it, honestly? Honestly? Like uh, i don't know if sounds? they did the most beautiful i think they did probably just the most unwanted but i'm not sure oh no they absolutely did they, they totally okay. did i can see it now they did the most wanted to i don't know what that one was um but i find the most unwanted to kind of be magically beautiful anyway just okay. in the sheer yeah. brilliance of its failure right um, i love the concept yeah so until next week uh see you later everybody enjoy a little bit of this awful
1: I didn't realise I, I hated opera rap so much. I <laughs> know,
0: <laughs> no, it should have been obvious, right?
1: I think also the fact that it's 22 minutes also adds to the, you know, the hate. Yeah. That you feel towards it. So. And here's a good oh, old bagpipe slam. I just slam. bagpipe, bagpipe slam. <laughs> Alright. Bagpipe slam. But here's
0: the instruction. Here's the instruction. Bagpipe solo, but everyone's playing and
1: kids are screaming. This is what I imagine Emma's childhood was like to be <laughs> mm. Sounds a bit radio heading <laughs> Yeah, that's quite good. <laughs>